And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. We should have gone to the museum I wanted to visit. Wacko, that was an all-you-can-eat buffet! Exactly! A food museum! And welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. And today, we are talking about another episode in the Animaniacs reboot. That's right, we're talking about episode five of the second season. We're going to talk about all the cultural references and gags that we want to talk about, and of course, in the end... We're going to give this episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Beep, bop, boop. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hello, everyone. Well, yes, today we're talking about episode five of the second season, and uh, this one features the Warners Are Present, the Pink Tater, and Know Your Scroll. Yeah. If someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, it is probably the fifth episode. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't say that. You said that before. Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, I would say there are cultural references in this episode. <laughs> there are. And Kelly, what about you? There's a lot of art in it. This, this, it is. There is a lot of art. This is very true. Uh, and, uh, well, I, I I, don't know. Nathan, I guess the second question I have, this is a brand new question. When did this mm-hmm. episode first premiere? Hmm. Um, if I got my notes right, I guess it premiered on uh, November 5th. Uh, 2021. That's right. You know what that means? We need our November 5th facts theme song. All right. You gotta have facts, facts, facts. You've gotta have facts, facts, facts. <laughs> it's November 5th, 5th, 5th. You gotta have facts. Yeah. So, Nathan, what's our what's our facts for today? Uh oh, okay. I have to actually look this. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to do some things that are kind of reminiscent of the episode. So there, um, there are painters and Hey, in 1701, Pietro Longhi was born. He's a Viet, uh, Venetian painter and educator. I mean, there's a bunch of painters. I would just Christa, Christoph Ludwig Argacola was also born in 66, 1667. I don't know if you know any of these people, uh, no, Kelly. I don't know. I thought maybe I'm you not would know. cultured. Yeah, I was like, I don't know these people, but maybe. Um, there's a, a segment about dictators. Uh, Saddam Hussein, the former president of Iraq, was sentenced yes. to death in the Al Dajul <laughs> trial. So that's kind of depressing. That was in oh, 2006. So that's why they decided to do this card. That yeah. date. Oh, okay. There you go. And then in the last episode, <laughs> they mentioned Tilda Swinton. She was actually born. Uh, 1960 on November 5th. So, oh, and they were saluting her today. As yeah, well. they knew. They're like, well, we'll put it out on November 5th for her birthday. So, <laughs> well, who, who were the people that you you 
thought I might know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was googling Yayoi Kusama. Uh, Pietro Longhi, Longhi, mm-hmm. uh, Christoph Ludwig Argacola. Nothing. That's no. a delicious. No, no. That's a de- Richard. That's a Cosway Russian. I think that's Russian one. Coca-Cola, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were some artists that were born on this day. No one I recognized of names. And I was like, mm, it'd be really cool if one of the like six people that were at the. Oh, man. But none of them. I know. They missed a chance. They missed their chance. You know, <laughs> they should have been born that day. Then that would have been the trifecta of, of direct references to November 5th <laughs> in each segment. Well, yeah. uh, at any rate, let's go and get to the uh, variable verse for today. And it was polyurethane. Polyurethane. And uh, Dot is there with a, I guess, polyurethane wacko. Kind of cut out. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about these variable references. <laughs> variable verses, I should say. Um, it's, it was there. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to the Warners are present, I guess. And the Warners are present was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. It was directed by Brett Barron. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in the Warners are present? Okay. The Warners are at an art museum. It's a modern art museum, I, th- I think is what the sign says. Yes, and the museum, the, the MoMA, or whatever they want to call it. <laughs> yep. And uh, so they're they're going and looking at a bunch of art. And they keep saying, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And there's there's one piece that literally says, I don't get it. Now that one I get. Then they come across a woman who's just sitting at a table. And I forget what kind of art this is actually called. It's not an installation. Um, what do they call it? Um, living art or... Performance art, maybe? Performance art. Yes, thank you. Um, so she's just sitting at a table and she'll stare at whomever wants to stare back at her. And... So this woman sits across from her and starts talking. And you know how, like, when you come across somebody and they don't really say much and they just listen, you, you tend to really talk a lot. <laughs> I uh, I hung out with my niece recently and she's not a big talker. And I, I just probably divulged way too much information because she just sits <laughs> there and listens. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm telling her this. She's just sitting there. So, um, I mean, she's a good listener. But... Uh, so that, she's that's cheaper than a therapist. Yeah, well, I still pay for a therapist. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's what this woman is essentially doing. I mean, I don't know if it's her intent, but she, you know, she just wants to do some some art, and she just sits there. And uh, so, this woman's talking about how she's been uh, she's got some time off work because all the animals got loose. And of course, my husband thinks it's my fault because I taught one little monkey how to open his cage. I didn't know he was going to teach the other monkeys. <laughs> oh, you're right. I did it because I'm in love with that monkey and I should leave my husband. It just gets more and more dramatic the, the longer she starts talking. And then the, the Warners sit down and they're trying to, to get her to react and, you know, kind of confused about what all's going on. And she just sits there. She's like... So they're like, what, what's wrong with her? And they treat her like a car and lift up the, the chair she's on. And 
look down her throat. I see what the problem is. Oh no, what's it gonna cost me? Your problem is, she's not a car. I knew they gave me a lemon. Nope, she's not a lemon either. So, they end up kind of just talking about things that are sort of confusing. We're just silly kids with silly thoughts. Like, I don't know, what was the best thing before sliced bread? And why do they have interstate highways in Hawaii? And why do we take the bus when the bus is the one taking us? And how come the letter W is called W, but the letter M isn't called double N? Good question, Wacko. And if you ate pasta and antipasta, wouldn't a black hole open in your stomach? And why is mixed fruit called a fruit salad, but mixed cheese is called a cheese bowl? It kind of sounded like a Jerry Seinfeld, a bad Jerry Seinfeld routine. (laughs) Yeah, you know. You ever notice why? Why do they call them grapes and nuts? (laughs) No grapes, no nuts. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, why why this and why that? And um, Oh, why this? Why that? (laughs) (laughs) Wally Lama. Yeah. Um, Why are there so many uh, buns and not enough hot dogs? Exactly. Oh, uh, they sh- they should have inserted that. They and should that, have that. That would have won. Uh, I would have given all the water tower ratings if, for if, that one line. Exactly. If they did all those like lame jokes, but then ended with Yakko's most important question and just it's very very and, very 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 important question. <laughs> yeah, if they just ended with that and just and of course why is you know and just ended with that yeah. and that could have even broken her. But yeah, uh, the, that would have broken me. I mean, I just uh, yeah. The thing that, that would have been funny. The thing that breaks her is like the, the Donner Party. Why is that called the Donner Party? And she, <laughs> that for some reason, that's the one that gets her. Yeah. So she just she just freaks out. Her eyelids start. Her eye starts twitching, and she she's fine. Then she finally stands up. It's like yeah, and I don't know why this and and why and um. So the docent is is freaking out. She passes out when this woman. Um, just gets up and and starts talking because it it ruins the the whole whole art, and so they end up getting getting her out of there and going to get pizza. Eat up, everyone! Ooh, oh, yeah, thank you. Do you have any tomato soup? And um, there's a whole bunch of other artists sitting around there. I I recognized Andy Warhol. And um, I did not recognize, but I know the name of um, Yui Kusama. I actually saw her um, art oh. a couple couple years ago at the High Museum. So um, Vincent Van goes there, and he's having trouble hearing because you know he doesn't have it. He's missing an ear. <laughs> um, I recognize Salvador Dali, and. Um, I didn't know John Michel. Is it John Michel Basquiat? Or I can't even pronounce um, it. Bas- Basquiat. I Basquiat. Think. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm familiar with the name. Um, and and uh, I think a piece of his art appears in um, Luke Cage. Um, Mortal, yes. Mortal Kombat. Wait, Luke Cage. No. <laughs> Yeah, the Mar- Marvel. Oh, that Luke Cage. Oh, oh, not Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Is it Luke? Is that, that, is that what that was? His name's Luke Cage. Okay. For Who's Johnny? I'm thinking of Johnny Cage from oh Mortal Kombat. Like, who's the Cage guy from? Okay. 
Yeah. Luke Cage. Yeah. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> one of his pieces features prominently in the, the show. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know the name of the piece, um, but I, I did. That's how I, I kind of remembered the, the name of the artist when I looked it up originally when I when I saw the show. And um, then they're talking to uh, Frida Kahlo and they, they refer to Diego Rivera as Frida Kahlo's husband. Yes. And, and and of course they were they were famous artists. And then at the end, the Warners kind of turn into a puddle and rematerialize, and but you can't see the face. And they're like, "Oh no, they're Banksy." Oh, that's where you're wrong, Frida Kahlo's husband. We're something even more annoying. <laughs> it's Banksy. <laughs> So, um, who does street art and I guess still nobody knows the identity or. I mean, some people have got to know, some people do, but it's kind of like, if you know, you know, not to let them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you know, you got, you got to be cool and not let other people know. And there was something, uh, I, I'm trying to remember, uh, there was an auction where there was a Banksy piece that was. Uh, soul, but it was shredded. Like they ran it through a shredder. Yes, or, Bank- right. Banksy. The, yes, Banksy had this uh, one of his pieces up for auction, and it was sold. And as soon as it was sold, it was programmed to in the frame itself. There was a paper shredder. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. it re- it started running through. I think they stopped it. Maybe halfway. No, halfway. It stopped itself. It stopped okay. itself. It was. It something malfunctioned. It was supposed to shred oh. all the way. Oh, okay. I thought that was part of the. But no, it, it was supposed to shred it completely. But <laughs> after the person happened, paid like millions, it probably is worth more because of the fact that it got shredded. I, yeah, now through. it's now, yeah. now I, I it's agree. probably a really good deal. And that was like they could probably sell it for twice <laughs> what they it paid. It certainly for it. made his, headlines. Well, it was his most famous. Yeah. I mean, it right away became his most famous piece right there because everyone mm-hmm. was talking about it. So that's got to make the value go up a lot. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But Banksy, yeah, he's he's I guess just a uh, re- recently Christopher Walken actually destroyed a Banksy piece in a in a movie or something. Oh, I didn't read the article, but yeah. I saw the, the headline. As yeah. I'm scrolling There's by. some rat or something. And he's in the scene. He paints over it or destroys it. And it was actually a real Banksy um, thing. So there you go. Can well, you do a Christopher Walken impression? <laughs> I destroyed a Banksy. I don't know. <laughs> I could try. That's a horrible impression. No, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I could do fast ship. <laughs> <laughs> You never heard of a Millennium Falcon. There's, there's, you know, some obviously a lot of art references in this one right here. Um, th- there's, you know, Daffy Duck makes a quick cameo. Some people were really, you know, freaking out about that. I thought it was like, oh, Daffy Duck. Finally, some real art. At least someone appreciates my exquisite physique. It's kind of maybe a reference to Garage Sale of the Century because Wacko does a similar deal with his neck uh, remember when he was like lifting up i think the uh, yeah, whole garage you pull on there t- you pull on his tail and his yeah. head gets longer yeah a little jack right there comes up hey everybody just a side note right here when it comes to this whole wacko's neck with the tire jack thing it's actually not a reference to garage sale of the century it's all just a coincidence 
Gabe Zwar was talking about this moment on Twitter, and we asked him if it was a, a reference to Garage Sale of the Century or just a coincidence, and he said it was just a coincidence. So it's still a good gag, but no real connection. Uh, so, and yeah, the, the, I mean, we mentioned the artists and everything. I guess one of the cool things was that, uh, Andy Warhol was asking for tomato soup in reference to his <laughs> tomato soup can, uh, uh, painting. Yeah, so yeah, the pop, pop art. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there was some, there was some stuff there. Uh, some people were thinking that the, the Shia, La, that Shia LaBeouf's thing back in two, 2014, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, that was me. I thought that. Yeah, oh, but <laughs> I wrote. This. Yeah, but Shia LaBeouf did have a very similar kind of thing where he was the art, and people would come mm-hmm. in and you talk. To I think him he did it. He had a bag over his head. Bit, for yeah, his, though, so. yeah. But still, but it's but it's it's done. I think with other artists as well. I think they mm-hmm. they you know art. Hey, modern art. Who's to say what it is? Uh, um, but yeah. Do you know so who I, Marina so Abramovic is? I do not. Okay, because I was I read that it might be a reference to her, and I was like, maybe. So the, the so the 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 artists themselves, who, who whose name in the cartoon is Athena Odstankovic, Odstoko, I can't even say it, might be a, refer, a parody of Marina Abramovic. Mavic, yeah. Uh, I thought she just looked like Rasputin from a. <laughs> From Animaniacs, because she was dressed very similar to Rasputin. Oh, um, yeah. If you here, I'll send a picture of you. No, oh, okay. Uh, but it looks a lot like cleaning the mirror or something like that. So, all right. Well, interesting uh, tidbit. Speaking of art, so I was at that convention recently, and Peter Weller, who plays RoboCop, spent basically his whole panel uh, talking about the history of art. Wow. And so I went up to him and. Um, my boyfriend was getting a uh, autograph and picture and he, he told Peter Weller that I'm a big art fan. And he's asked what, what kind of art I liked. And I, I told him pre-Raphaelites and he's like, Oh, you're a romantic. You're a romantic. And he's <laughs> like some, most people like that impressionism stuff, but you know, and it was just so fascinating to kind of mentioning or just even referencing pre-Raphaelite art with Robocop. Yes. You know? So um, it was, it was interesting, but man, he, he knows a lot. He is a wealth of information. I think he he holds degrees in it, um, advanced degrees. So uh, fascinating, fascinating man. Hardly he didn't really speak about Robocop at all, which was so funny. <laughs> uh, Nathan has sent a picture uh, of the artist that apparently is being parodied, who I can't even say her name. Nathan, can you say it again? Oh, uh, Marina Abramov. Yes, it does. I think it's definitely a parody of her. Cause she, yeah. she looks- In 2010, she did a thing at MoMA where she sat down at a table and people would sit across well, from her. There so. you go. Oh, yeah. She looks familiar. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there you go. There you go. One of the things that I, I totally missed, which is, I guess, the uh, pictures at, at uh, Modest Mazurski's pictures at an exhibition, Promenade Number one gnomus <laughs> is the card music cartoon for this, which is the same music that's used in hooked on a ceiling uh, and the original series. So I missed that. I don't know how I did, but I shouldn't have, but um, let's talk about any other things that we liked. Uh, Nathan, anything in this that you, that stood out that you liked? Um, I liked seeing Ralph. 
he was in the thing. I, I liked he, that. That was the one joke that actually made me chuckle in this in this first segment. Yeah. Was the the stuff that was just on his shirt that that mm-hmm. surprised me and it was funny to see. Oh look, it's mixed media oil and vinegar from a sub sandwich. I'm not an art. It was one of the. It was the only art they liked, and yeah, I was like, yeah, that's cute, and yeah. Um, I don't know. That's about it. <laughs> um, I I was a little uncomfortable that they kept touching the artist as she was trying to because I'm like she's doing her art thing. Like don't don't touch. Like you don't touch. She didn't give and, consent. Yeah, exactly. And, and I really, I mean, it's mostly the fault of the person standing there. Like he, she waited so long before she's like, "Oh, hey, don't touch the." Art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she waited way too long to do anything you know mm. so yeah i blame i blame her i play <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, I mean i thought it was fine it did remind me a little of wally llama um and yeah mm, but it was uh yeah it was cute all right kelly anything else that you uh noticed that you wanted to say was cool uh i think i mentioned all the artists and everything that i um i could think of um so yeah yeah nothing nothing else well i learned that a food museum is a buffet that was something that was interesting (laughs) uh i thought that the animation on the warners was a lot better in this one than the sour 16 segment that we saw before uh especially in the last weeks yeah especially in this segment where yakko is talking about we mean we're not as sophisticated and just the the movement of his face and everything like that looked really cool um but yeah, there was just some bad stand-up, bad stand-up lines in this one. Um, it was, I just, the main thing that kind of bugs me, especially in this episode quite a bit, is that it seems to focus a lot on the people a lot in the, in this Animaniacs reboot world. And I just, I cannot get over the fact that the people in this show just look weird. They just look weird, and we just have to. F- I thought they're a lot. They look a lot better this season than they did last season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, it looks they they're not as like uh, many jutting teeth and stuff like that. I guess at this as as they used to be, but uh, I'm still not a fan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess there. I don't know. There was just some cute things, like I guess with uh, the Warners, like they're like, oh, after you, after you, and they all sit on each other on this on the chair and wacko like kicking uh dot and yakko out at the same time with this weird kind of kick with both legs going out so there's like small little gags but just overall the general feel of this one was just like meh for me uh i guess let's go ahead and get to the next segment right here which of course is pinky and the brain they're back and this is called the pink tater And The Pink Tater was written by Brad DePrima, and it was directed by Brett Varen. Nathan, what happens here in The Pink Tater? Okay, well, Pinky is having trouble holding up the satellite dish for the brain. And, oh no, he dropped it. The plan is ruined, but it turns out that uh, the plan was actually to have Pinky uh, be distracted with some menial task that had nothing to do with the actual plan. Uh, so the actual plan is still on hand. All right. That satellite dish was inconsequential to my plan. By assigning you a pointless, menial task, I avert the risk of you interfering with my work. Hey, God, Brian, that's genius. Yes. The actual plan is to go to the dictator's ball or whatever it's called. 
in uh, Albania. Oh no. wait, no, that's that's pretty. That would have been too convenient. So, <laughs> that would have been perfect, right? Yeah. So I don't know. They're gonna go off uh, to the the dictator's ball, and uh, they're gonna find out all the secrets that all the dictators have, and Brain will know them too. So he pretends to be the leader of Albania, and he is President Brain or something. I am Emperor Brain from Albania. I'm sorry, I don't see you on the list. How about Pinky? Why, yes, of course, President Pink O'Shea. Welcome back. Brain has some listening devices that he's going to use to hear what people are saying. So um, he casually walks over to like Vladimir Putin and uh, uh, some other dictators, and he kind of leaves a, li- a recording device after he asks him, like, oh, uh, how anyone have any interesting nuclear devices or anything like that and then he walks away and then they start talking about how rude this uh little guy was and he was he was a little too tall to be a dictator uh, to make fun of uh kim jong-un because he's a little short and uh (laughs) time to hear all your dirty little secrets well for starters i've been wearing this same band-aid for six years not you pinky moment and talk about how rude that guy was you don't talk politics or world domination at dinner everybody knows that but basically you don't talk business when you're at these yeah you don't talk business while you're at a a, a ball um but they do mention that there will be a dictator's dinner later um where everyone will uh have to bring the most foolish uh person and whoever brings the most foolish person will uh get uh, the prize, which is a nuclear submarine. Uh, so Brain's like, hey, I know someone pretty foolish, and that's Pinky. So he decides to bring Pinky to the ball, uh, or not the ball, this is the actual dinner now. So to borrow from the ancients, Fortuna Favit Fatuus. Fortunus? Oh, no, thanks, Brain. I'm still full on cocktail fortune. <laughs> it means fortune favors fools, Pinky. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Brain. But isn't the seashore the worst place to be selling seashells? <laughs> yes, Pinky. Exactly. Just like that. Vladimir Putin is telling everyone to introduce themselves. So Nicolas Maduro introduces himself and his companion is this guy who's dressed as a robot. This is my very special guest, Rodrigo. He thinks he is robot. I was told this was a costume party. He is talking words, but all I hear is beep, boop, boop. Kim Jong-un has brought a, a ghost. Uh, I don't know why she would be foolish, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Brain uh, brings uh, Pinky, of course. And now here's the thing. He told Pinky earlier in the episode to be quiet and to be mute and just, you know, not make so much of a noise and everything so then he's trying to get pinky to do you know pinky stuff say narf and all those things uh but he's just saying one word responses and acting very normal and brain's like well tell him about the uh the time we tried to take over the world and you uh switched out the cards on uh uh for the greatest movie you know And and then pinky's like oh yeah and then he starts talking about other things like when Brain made a robot that was smarter than him. He made a, a female mouse that was smarter than him. A female. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, getting locked into a car. 
uh, the all the other dictators are laughing at this and they're like, all right, we know who the winner is. Pinky has brought the most foolish guest with him and brains all upset because he, you know, and then he starts uh, uh, insulting everyone at the table. Um, and then there's a whole food fight that breaks out and then an explosion, I think. And <laughs> the submarine is destroyed, I think, by the end. Yeah, the submarines um, exploded explodes off of one there's just a button in there for some reason that it makes the entire sub explode. Oh look, a pressure circle. Press Why would they have a button that does that? Why would you mm. have that? Nobody knows. Yeah. But that's pretty I mean that what are they? And he's just kind of they all sink into the water at the end. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh yeah, references in this one. Obviously, we're talking a lot about, you know, dictators. Yeah, uh, Pink Pinky when he comes in is they you know I'm Pinky and you go oh Pinko Che, which is a uh, reference to the dictator Augusto Pinko Pinochet, and of course they mention Saddam Hussein as you said, and then of course we have N- Nicolas Maduro, Vladimir Putin, and Kim Jong Un. Who the brain has some good uh you know. Uh, Good slams on these dictators right there, you know, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> ha, ha. I find it humorous that you would all mock my plans for world domination when you can't even get it right yourselves. Kim Jong-un, you rob your country blind and all you can afford is a $5 haircut. And on that subject, Putin, what's receding faster, your sphere of influence or your hairline? And Maduro, the only thing more inflated than your ego is your currency. Here's 10 million bolivars. Go buy yourself a stick of gum, you mouth breather. <laughs> that was mean. Uh, possibly a reference to either dinner for schmucks or maybe the French version, Le Dinner des Cons, which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that because my French accent <laughs> is horrible. Um, I did see dinner for schmucks. I don't remember much about it because it's, it was not. It's great, not a very good. It's one of those movies where you're like, everyone in this movie is so good. This movie's going to be good, and it's not so good. Um, but yeah, they they also reference uh, obviously you know like the girl from the ring, which is actually like <laughs> it's a specific kind of like Korean ghost, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, it's a. Uh, it has references to. Uh, it's, I'm looking this up right here. Uh, Sadako Samara first introduced in this is a, a is actually a, a reference to. Oh, I'm looking it up. The uh, story of Okiku who died in a uh, a well outside of a castle in Japan. It looks like so. I don't know, but it's the Ring Girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that movie i've only seen it once but it man that movie stays with you and i actually did see like the original um i, I think it's japanese movie ringu yeah ringu yeah uh, ringu and and the, then there was like ringu zero or like a prequel or anyway i saw the original um films and and they were freaky too but um man that when she comes out of the TV. That freaked. I remember seeing that in the theater and people same, same. were screaming. <laughs> people were the, when at the, the climax of that film really, really freaked people out. They were just going, no, like I've never had an experience in a movie theater where people were literally standing up 
And I'm like, they were trying to get out of the theater because they noped out of yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Like people were actually like screaming, like no, no, and they wanted to leave the theater because they I guess they thought it was yeah, yeah. Movie horror movies they don't bother me too much, um, but that one it it was just uh, unsettling. Yeah, yeah. I I I went to a comic con once and uh, the the person was dressed up as as her and then she they actually had a, a TV set that she had oh. like built and put on wheels so she could actually oh my crawl on her hands. <laughs> She's just sticking out of it halfway through. It was so great. I have a, a picture. I'll have to send, send you it later, Kelly, oh, I love it. Uh, of her. I'm just smiling for the camera and she's right behind me doing her scary face. Like she's about to kill wow. me. It's hilarious. Anyway, they also reference a lot of all the, almost all the references uh, are also to, uh, Previous episodes of uh, Pinky and the Brain in uh, our previous segments from the first season of the reboot, which I kind of was hoping that they were going to reference something from the original series as well. But Mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, it was all. But the the dictators certainly thought those segments were hilarious based upon Pinky's (laughs) description. Uh, But at any rate, what are some things that uh, that you liked in this one? Uh, Kelly, anything else stand out for you? Um, I like the brain's glasses. <laughs> I thought he looked really cute in the glasses, and um, uh, yeah, he was just th- the whole exchange where Pinky was trying to behave himself, and then then started sharing stories about brain it was just funny. Yeah, Nathan, what about you? Um, I'm glad Vladimir Putin's back. Remember when we last saw him in the in the Russian? One Animaniacs, Animaniacs played by the same actor Anthony Kerrigan. I did you recognize his no. voice? Oh, from Barry. Or Barry, the, I don't know Barry. The the HBO show you never watched Barry. I, I heard of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should see Barry. Um, because it's so good. Um, well, he is a very funny actor, and he's also in like Gotham. Um if anyone watches that show, but um, Bill and Ted's the face the music. I did that see either. that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, he played. Yo, oh yeah. Barry, Barry. I have seen Barry. Yes. Okay. I was like, I thought you I saw did. Barry. I did. I just, that's why I'm like, I've heard of it. It's no ho Hank. Yes. Okay. Yes. Barry is a very funny, dark comedy show. I do uh, with, Yes, I do like it very much. And I the third season okay. is coming and, out. Yeah, I was just like, when I was hearing his voice, I was like, that sounds like no ho Hank. Okay. Just like <laughs> No, I liked I thought I thought Vladimir Putin was actually I mean, it was fine. It kind of the food fight at the end was kind of a lame way for them <laughs> to kind of yeah. end uh their meeting, but whatever, you know. I thought Pinky was very funny in the early you know, when he's falling into the cocktail sauce and things like that i thought it was funny uh, when uh brain's like you gotta be quiet as as a mouse <laughs> quieter. quieter um i <laughs> i did laugh at pinky's line when he came out with a dress on and he was very <laughs> happy that it came with pockets because that yeah. is something that my wife freaks out about and she will literally buy almost any dress if it has pockets do you love it brain i think it's fun <laughs> It has pockets. Uh, yeah. She loves pockets and dresses. So I thought Pinky being, I actually showed that one part of this episode to her today and she did 
laugh at it because it's true because it, you got you got to get dressed with pockets. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to the last segment for today, and that's know your scroll. And Know Your Scroll was written by James Butler and it was directed by Brett Varon. And on this one, the Warners are they're they're on a new uh, streaming service. The the company picnic has been canceled because it's raining. So they decided to go on to WebPix, which is just like a certain other service that they won't say because they're on Hulu. Um <laughs> Guess we could just watch WebPix until the weather clears up. WebPix? Is that like Netflix? Exactly. It's a streaming service loaded with thousands of the world's finest TV shows and movies. But it's set up, of course, like Netflix. And anything on there has got to be great, right? Well, cue their uh, attempt here to do kind of a variety sketch. (laughs) So we have some different kinds of uh, things they could watch. They could watch Peep which is they show a trailer of it. It's like Little Bo Peep. It's just walking through the, the forest. That actually looks pretty good. Yeah, well, it had the... I would watch that. <laughs> it had the epic voice guy. Uh, I forget his exact name here. I'm sure it was... In, in a world. In a world. Uh, so John Bailey, I think he's the epic voice guy is how he's known on YouTube and stuff like that. So he he does a great job with uh, this uh, Peep trailer. But now... They're back for revenge. Uh, but I guess it's Bo Peep <laughs> fighting off sheep like Kill Bill or something. Uh, or it's, But it's much more bloody. It's much. It's kind of crazy. And then they have a comedy special because Wacko says those, those, are, those are good. And uh, there's this guy called Mr. Relatable who just says, I have kids. And everyone says, I have kids. They're rolling in the aisles. They're laughing. They think it's so funny. This guy has kids. Then there's Dates on a Plane, which is like a reality show um, where people meet each other on a plane. And if you don't find love, you get kicked off the plane. Luckily, they give you a parachute. Uh, and then there's the the Too Much, is, I think is what the uh, translation was for this uh, show. I think it's, it's a foreign show from Japan. And mm-hmm. this is the one that they spend a lot of time on which is a story about a, a woman in an office and she's upset that she has a horrible job, but she sees this cute guy. Eventually the cute guy comes up to her and says, he's a time cop and, I, and, and you need to come with me because I'm your great, great grandson. And the guy that is, she goes, who do I marry? It's the boss that is literally like the worst boss. Who's like, doesn't he spit on her or spits on the work that she has to do? He spits on the work. On the work. Yeah, yeah. It's really gross. So, she says, I'll never marry him, which makes the time cop disappear, like Back to the Future. Which is, that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much it, I, I guess, right? I mean, I, I forget how, I honestly forget how this segment ends. How does this? They they keep scrolling through and they're oh, like, that's oh, right. uh, that's is... setting up dates for homicides. Okay, so now like, I remember. You know, the, now I remember. They keep scrolling through without actually So they keep scrolling through and then it goes to black and then I'm like, okay, this segment's done. Then it comes back and it shows them with bloodshot eyes that they still haven't found anything to watch. Then it goes to kids watching Animaniacs saying, should we watch Animaniacs? And then they say, no, that shows way too meta. 
<laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but did you get did it? Did you get it? Did, did you get, get it? it? Did you get it though? Um, did you want it? I, I, yeah. Well, anyway, it's the Warners say. I mean, I, I I get it, but I don't get it. I don't get why that's supposed to be funny. Or I guess I sh- I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, this to me felt like a like a Rick and Morty. Um, but yeah, not, I was uh, thinking. Not, but the Rick and Morty ones when they flip channels, it's, it's actually funny. Uh, or maybe, but but again, I thought dates on a plane was. Funny. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like not. It wasn't unfunny. You know what I, just, I liked I about Rick and Morty is funnier. Yeah, but. what I liked about dates on a plane was at least they were they were trying to get good representation in it. Like there were some, uh, you know, multiracial and same sex couples and stuff like that. You know, being represented, which I was like, oh, that's cool. But I don't know. I, to me, it all three uh, or four things they were showing felt they were just focusing on humans, except for the the Bo Peep one, which was so fine. But the other three of them kind of felt like Saturday Night Live sketches to me that just weren't that funny. And again, like I said before, I'm not a fan of the human designs in this show. And when you just say, look at these people, I'm already going to be kind of turned off because I don't like the way they look to begin with. Um, but what did you, that's a, that's all my complaints out of the way. What are some things that you guys liked about this? You guys mentioned, you know, the, the dates on the plane, something you enjoyed. The peep trailer was amazing. And I love the way like they wrote peep out with like those slashes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that was cool. And, um, like I said, I mentioned dates on a plane because I would watch a show where people have to jump out yeah, of airplanes. I would actually see that. Yeah, as well. you know yeah, what? I it would be exciting. I will say yes. That would that would be a really exciting, weird show. Um, mm-hmm. And but the only trick is they have to keep the plane in air and they have to like fuel it with one of those well, I think uh, it's just, military. It's planes. a time limit thing. Too. Ooh, have, like speed you know, dating too. Two to four hours. Yeah, exactly. You know to what? Find Forget the cartoon. The... Let's pitch this to Netflix for real. Yeah. <laughs> for real, yeah. And they're like, where did you come up with this idea? I go, I don't know. No, I I had a dream. (laughs) Came to me in a vision. Uh, Nathan, anything else you liked from this uh, little last segment here? Um, I liked all the uh, movie. Like I was kept pausing it to see all the movies that were showing up on web picks. Mm. So they had gun smash scream and fisherman's wife's ghost. Do you remember those movies? (laughs) No, but that's, Slightly, they were in Future Brain. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. they were nominated up against Brain's movie, A Beautiful Brain, which was also available to watch on WebPix. They also had a screenshot from The Rock and Riverboat 3D from Manny Manspreader. Just like, oh, real quick, well, you're like, oh, yeah, I recognize one that I tried to burn out of my brain. Okay, no wonder. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's he's there. You see The Rock. I was like, I recognize All that. All right, nice little they Easter eggs even, there. Yeah, they had uh, Steve Martin with an arrow in the head. Sort they of. had the guy <laughs> from last week's episode where Brain set him on fire or whatever. <laughs> where he was trying to find the balls. Uh, oh, yeah, that guy? He's... Yeah, he, there was a. I was like, why is he, why is he in <laughs> web pics? Maybe it was a documentary about the, like one of those documentaries Maybe about how. That incident. Yeah. Well, I mean. The time when the most people ever won. <laughs> I mean, that it has to be a documentary. Yeah, that would be a documentary. So that'd be interesting. Um, <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, you found I, a I lot like of more. Th- you found a lot more things to enjoy from this one. Okay, 
All right. Yeah. Tilda Swinton, they named her. That's too, true. So I needed to make sure. I heard they're doing an American version starring Tilda Swinton as the computer she spilled tea on. Now that's just typecasting. Like, which typecasting, I wasn't quite sure if that was uh, typecasting because it's like a type, like with the keyboard or just because she's like a robot, which I guess either way. Yeah. I think she was supposed to be playing the computer too. Yeah. Like, so. I think it was typecasted because she looks like a she, computer. She doesn't look like a computer, though. She might act like a computer. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. She, she could could look like a computer if she wanted to because she, she's she that, transforms she's, for she every role. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, I thought the... I, I liked all the segments, I think, except for the Mr. Latable one. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they... <laughs> was the only one that I was just like, I don't like... I'm not enjoying this. I don't think it's very funny. But I, I like dates on a plane, the too much and peep. All right, like well, so well. Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. And what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Um, because I enjoyed the Pinky the Brain one. I laughed when Pinky whispered a mouse. Um, every time I heard it, it made me laugh for some reason. <laughs> and there was lots of cultural references that I didn't know before seeing it. And there was some fun Easter eggs if you're willing to pause the show and everything. So, yeah, three and a half. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also going to give it three and a half. I, uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, the art references and I thought Pinky and the Brain was really funny. So I, I thought it was two um, pretty strong segments. All right. And I will give it a two and a half because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you guys don't need to hear all the reasons. I already talked, I already moaned and gro- griped enough in this one about it. Why? I just wished it was funny. That's uh, funnier, I suppose, because you know there are some moments that are great. Beep bop boop was hilarious. Oh man, too, I'm gonna that's put that on the quotes. Animaniacs <laughs> quotes. I just like when he's laughing and then he says beep bop boop as a <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, the, I don't know. There's something about the flow of some of these episodes that just kind of throws me off. That I I will find funnier stuff maybe the second or third time watching it. But it's just when eighty percent of eighty to ninety percent of the stuff is stuff that I don't find funny. The ten percent that does gets kind of lost in the not funny stuff for me. I don't know. But at any rate, that's what we thought. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Uh, Kelly, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right, and Nathan, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess. Oh, wait. wait. No, uh, <laughs> Django FT, that's me. All right, and as for the Animaniacast, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and other social things. And, of course, we're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. You can check out RetroZap.com. Check out all the great podcasts and articles over there. And, of course, you can join the RetroZap Discord server by going to Discord. Animaniacast.com and that'll give you the welcome link to go right in there to join the conversation about Animaniacs or anything else. And if you're a fan of our show and you'd like to support us, 
and get some great bonus content such as creator commentaries and decals and signed trading cards with the signature of the creator of Animaniacs, Tom Ruger. Head on over to patreon.com slash Animaniacast and you can become a patron, support our show, and get great content. Wow. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. What part of don't attract attention do you not understand? You are to behave and stay as quiet as... A mouse? Quieter. 